Unpaid artists. Unpaid interns. You're listening to Art Pros Podcast. I'll just get my earphones. Okay. That's better. So How's you can it going, hear us man? Live. Good morning. Hey. hey, how are you? Good. What's happening? Nothing much. Good morning to you. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Nice to, nice to do this. Yeah, we're excited. It's finally happening. Yeah, cool. Very cool. All right. We're going to probably start in a few but we just wanted to hop on and and chat for a little before we we're officially begun yep that's fine all good it's working all right cool. <laughs> yeah you sound clear man thanks yeah i can hear you clear clear we, we had some people on from like germany uh like two weeks ago and they were just they sounded like they were talking through a tin can or something <laughs> yeah 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 Oh, it's good. This is much clearer. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you, Benjamin? 43. 43. Very yep. cool. Yep. Yep. How long have you been making art? Uh, I've been running a business, art business for 14 years now. So I didn't, oh, wow. I didn't start, didn't start till I was 30. So, um, yeah, late, late to the game, but I'm going hard at it now. Wow. <laughs> I don't think there's such a thing as being late in it. Yeah, true that, true that. That's a good thing, that you can uh, do art forever. There's no time limit on it. Yeah. What made you decide to start? Uh, I just loved it. I saw um, uh, a... This, it's it housed in the MoMA in New York, the William S. Paley collection. Uh, it came to Australia, and I, I'd never seen paintings live, and I saw them, his collection... Uh, and it just blew my mind. I'd never, never realised paintings looked like that live. I don't, you know, it's totally different seeing them in a book. And as soon as I saw, the whole collection was amazing. But the certain ones by Paul Cezanne, uh, Picasso, and Paul Gauguin and Bacon, Francis Bacon, that, that just blew my mind. I'd just never seen anything like it. They just took off right in front of my face. And then once I saw that, I thought, yep, art's what I want to do. That's, uh, that's it. That's been, that was the decision right there. That's really interesting. Those are some of my favorite uh, painters, actually, that you named off. I, I, mm. oh, I almost feel unoriginal now. Um, <laughs> I, was, I, I was just thinking earlier that uh, some of the brushstrokes in, in the angel and monkey painting really remind me of, of Gauguin's work. Actually, so oh, it's interesting that they came through. Great, excellent, excellent. And even if you look at the bottom part of it, where it's just the the platform where the monkeys are sitting, and it's just a 
the basic basic outline and I haven't painted over it. That's directly from what Bacon does. But uh, I always like to, uh, I think I, I, I hide the influences enough to make mine original. I think so too. I think so too. It's, it's, uh, I'm actually on your website right now. It's really, really nice. Great. Uh, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised when you reached out to us. Uh, we don't have a lot of like traditional, not traditional, but painters on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is pretty exciting because I'm a painter and Renz is a painter, and that's actually how we met. So. Oh, cool. Cool. What sort? Figurative, abstract. I do a lot of figurative abstraction, um, mm -hmm. uh, and I I always work in acrylic. But I've recently picked up water water mixable oil paints and that's been pretty exciting all right i'm keen to try those do they dry quicker than normal ones normal oils yeah they, they do it's like uh still like five days though man i'm so yeah. used to being able to like lay down like five layers yeah. in a session you know yeah true 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 but the I, colors are crazy good yeah the colors you can't beat oil colors i must admit i used to use oils but i just found it too slow but uh i used to I did used to work slow. Now I work fast. Um, but um, I, f I find the acrylics are, colors are good enough, and um, I quite like the fact that you can you can take them down to almost watercolors. You know, they you can make them really rough. What do you like to paint about? Um, I like to paint about you know things, universal things that people can can get something out of. You know, and just even by looking at it or just by reading the titles. That's why, I mean, I've written five books of poems, so I sort of put the, to put the meaning into it, I usually have long titles to try and spell it out, what it's about, you know. I, I get that a lot, a lot of people like am, ambiguity and, you know, not knowing what's going on, but I like to know what's going on. Even, even you know, when I see stuff, I, I like to get something out of it. I don't like to be none the wiser at the end of it. So even if it, even if it's something that I disagree with, uh, I'd rather still I still get something out of that. But if I don't understand what's going on, I don't get anything. You know, I when you that. first reached out to us, when you first reached out to us, you you mentioned that you worked in L.A. as well. Yeah, yeah, I live I actually live there and spend some time in Australia. So I've got a green card. So um, I'm just okay. back. Yeah, so I sort of switched between the two, but um. I'll move back there, you know, not soon, um, permanently. I just basically came back here to see my wife before she uh, moved over with me, and uh, the marriage is dead, falling apart, so now I'm going back alone. Mm. So that's, oh, man, that's where it's at. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, all good, all good. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's tricky because, um, I mean, I sort of have to, you know, I don't know if you know much about Australia, but it's a tiny population, and, and art is not big on on our. We're not. We don't grow up with it. It's pretty much a sports country only. Um, so, you know, there's with a small population and not part of, not bred into the culture, then you you have to move to America or Europe to to try and make it as an artist. So that's what I've done. I see. So despite despite that, you still decided to pursue your career in art because you felt so moved by what you had seen. Oh yeah, totally. As a as a kid, I was the only thing I, I took to a lot was um, uh, sport. You know, and, you know, I was I was good at art, but again, it just never got encouraged because, you know. <laughs> You know, everyone loves sport here and they hate art. And it's, even my father said, you can't do art. There's no money in art. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's, that's not true. You know, if you stick at it long enough, uh, it, it, can, it can happen. Uh, so I pretty much made the decision at, at the end of high school, instead of pursuing art, uh, sport as a, as a profession, I, I realized clearly that I could do art till I die, but I can only do sport for maybe 10 years if I'm lucky. Right. So that that was the it was instrumental that I when I had to make that big decision that I saw that uh, traveling art show and it just it just sort of sideswiped me and, and took me out of the sports world because I would have done it because you know that's what I was told I'm only good at sport you know even though I, and I would say but I got A's in art and English no nah, no nah, 
They, those things are not recognised in Australia. So, um, and also my my family, my my parents are really good at sport too. So they sort of saw me as doing what they didn't do, and I said, no, I don't want to do that. I want to do art. I, I think it's more meaningful and uh, and it's more uh, original. You know, you have a sort of voice. You know, you sort of can put your you can put what you feel out into the world. You know, whereas you know, you can't really do that with sports. So I, I chose that and stuck to it. And, uh, you know, I didn't even start straight away. Like I said, I, I pretty much, you know, just uh, lived for a while because I didn't have anything to say, you know. I just had no life, you know. I was just, you know, had a whole life of being told what to do by parents or teachers. And then I thought, uh, no, nah, I'm going to arts the thing and... Uh, and then I found, you know, to get even more feeling out uh, in a different way, that's when I started writing books too. So, um, yeah. That's... So being an artist in Australia is pretty punk rock then. Oh, totally. Very much, very much, very much. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's very hard. Like, it's, it's, it's impossible to do it here. So, yeah, we all have to leave. Uh, you look, if you know anything about the Australian bands, they all left. And they never come back, you know. Um, it's and that's why I love America too, because uh, I feel more home there. Because you know, people are you know into it, and cult, you know, the entertainment business is normal over there. So you say to them, "I'm an artist," they're like, "Go for it, do it." You know, anything's possible over there. Uh, here in Australia, it's not possible. It's frowned upon. It's looked down upon. So. And I, I actually, even beyond the, the um, beyond that, thanks. Um, beyond though that stuff, I actually love the um, the mindset of America. You know, this is this is you know because I've been going there, you know, ten years. Just I'd go there, do an art show, come back because that's all I could do because I couldn't get a visa. It took me eight years to get my green card, and wow. but. But just from knowing, getting to know Americans, and knowing that the the culture and the you know the the way you know even the 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 spirit in the air, you know the optimism, you know the hope, the can do attitude, really, um, that that gets that's just as important to me as as the actual art itself. Because in Australia, the mindset's different. It's everything is, oh, you can't do that. Or you know you should think twice about that, or you know um, that's not realistic. You know, like so everything that Australians tend to do is half-assed and and hesitant and scared. Whereas in America, everything's go for it. You know, like power. You know, and I love that. I'm I'm more like that, so it makes sense that I I live there. You know, I love that about this the Americans. Uh, man, I I'm glad to hear it. I love that about being American. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm actually pr really excited about a lot of the things you brought up, and uh, you know, why don't we why don't we roll with it and just start? We've been recording. Do you wanna mm -hmm. do you wanna give a little introduction on yourself, Benjamin? Ah, yep, yep. Um, I'm a figurative painter from Australia. I live in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, that's, that's me. I've written books. I've got, um, six or 18 collections of clothes and accessories and home decor out with my art on them and, uh, art's my life. So you're, you're extremely prolific. Is there, is there anything you'd like to promote while you're on the Art Pros podcast? Uh, yeah, I've got a new painting, um, up for auction at it's my art dealer in Australia. It's called Art Market Space. That's on for another three days, and then we're just going to roll out one after another, paint one 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 by one at auction, online auction only. So that's artmarketspace.com, and mine is in the auction section, Benjamin LM. And I also do the clothes. I, I design clothes and accessories on Redbubble. Again, under Benjamin LM, and there's about uh, I don't know 100 designs out there, about 800 products. Oh, wow, you're getting 
You're busy. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I like I like working every day. I think it's because I didn't, you know, I feel like I'm making up for lost time because I didn't start too late, you know. And um, yeah. I'm <laughs> I'm hell bent on taking this as far as it can go. So I I I really I really love it, you know. I don't I don't a lot of people, you know, like going on holidays and that, but I I want to work. I don't want to go on holidays. I like working every day. So that's what I do. Well, when you love your job, it makes it that much easier, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, totally. What, can you tell us more about what the art market space thing is? Uh, yeah, so he has, it's basically, he, he is in Queensland, uh, which is the top of the east coast of Australia. Brisbane, you guys say Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane is the is capital city. And he has a basically a uh, just a website and sells them off the website and sometimes does gallery shows, but he's pretty much an online seller. And um, so, yeah, I'm just trying that out. I've never done auctions before, so just trying that out now. It's just different ways to get the paintings out there rather than wait for a gallery show because um, I find by the time I've done a series of paintings and then it's time for the gallery, I'm usually on to the next series, whereas with the online auction, I can just put it, they're fresh, you know, like I can finish it one day and it can be listed the next day. I like, I like that. Fast. Do you ever do any art fairs in Australia? Uh, no, I've, I've actually, I started the business in Australia and then stopped. I just, I've been targeting America for, for 10 years and uh, also a little bit of Europe. Um, but I've done, last art fair I did was in New York, New York uh, Art Expo last year. Um, yeah, they're good, good, you know, rather than just being one gallery, it's, it's a big event, you know, so. That's pretty exciting, man. Um, mm. So you're like a late in life artist. Now, mm-hmm. I'm wondering, what were you doing, uh, you said 14 years ago, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What were you doing before that, like for, for a living? Like what was your old job? What did you ban? Oh, just, um, just, uh, just you know, I, I managed a record store, stuff like that, you know. And, you know, just, just little jobs, you know, driving jobs and just nothing. You know, I'm not trained. I, I've always avoided having a degree as a backup plan to have a good quote unquote good job i don't want that you know i'm i made a decision way way back then you know that you know i'm not gonna have kids i'm gonna go for art (laughs) i don't know when that's gonna happen (laughs) you know like so basically uh at the time you know it was a pretty hardcore thing to do and all my family were like this kid's gone crazy because i basically left left my fiance of 10 years in my house which we were owned and because she wanted to have kids and I didn't I said no I want to have an art career and I just basically sacrificed everything and um I've been doing it ever since you know so it's there's no coming back now um I I don't I just don't think playing it safe or having a backup plan works um because you usually just take the easy option the easy money whereas you know, it's as you guys probably know, it's not easy to become an artist and you have to sacrifice to have a chance, you know? I think to me it is about commitment. And if you are willing to commit to something, I think success is more or less inevitable if you have the patience to persevere through it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And patience is just, it sounds easy on paper, but it's a bit harder than that because... <laughs> You know, like, I mean, look at, um, what's her name? Uh, the Carmen, it's Carmen Herrera, the, the woman that does those paintings with the green triangles on white backgrounds, very simple stuff. She, she didn't get go. she didn't take off till she was 90. You know what I mean? So you don't really know how long it's going to take, you know? Yeah, yeah, see, that's a tricky thing with art. Sometimes people <laughs> take off after they're dead. And that's yep. the biggest criticism about it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a, it's a joke, but it's it's a very real possibility. I don't I don't want to wait till I'm dead. I don't think I'll enjoy it as much when I'm six feet under. You know, <laughs> I don't think you're gonna have to, man. You are. It's it's really clear that you're very. Uh, and I can appreciate this quite a bit. A very aggressive marketer. It's I, I love it. I'm on your website right now, and I feel like every painting is sold, which is uh, 
incredibly incredibly impressive a lot of people will go their whole lives without selling a single thing and it's you know True. do you think that that do you think that you have like an advantage in that you came into this game late so you're kind of you know you're not wrapped up in feeling uh i don't know sorry for yourself as an artist or something I, I don't know how familiar you are with like younger artists or something like that but a lot of people will not show their work you know for two or three years or they'll never want to show their work because they're a little insecure about it yeah oh i get that i was like that for sure that's what took me so long to get going because i i i really the early ones i did you know to me were i just didn't like them so i thought no one else will like them which is a stupid thing to think because I've had paintings sell that I'm not, they're not my favorites, but you know, other people like things that you aren't big on. So I technically, I should have just put them out early. Even if they were a bit, I didn't really find my voice till a while for after a few paintings. But um, yeah, I get that with, with um, being young and, and scared to put them out. I was totally the same. I was, so I procrastinated big time. If you look at the first series, like some of them took, I don't know, two, three, four, five years because I just was too scared to put them out. <laughs> I was just like <laughs> hiding, you know what I mean? So I get that and, and I think um, it's just uh, uh, you shouldn't take your opinion too seriously. You should just put them out there and see what happens. Other people mm. will like things you don't like. Hey, that's as simple as you can say it. Mm, mm. Yeah, so it's it's and I, I, you know you go in waves. You know sometimes there's sometimes lots things sell a lot. Sometimes things don't sell a lot. I don't actually have that many um, left. I've pretty much I've sold almost everything I've done. Um, so, but now it's it's time. It's 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 really exciting for me now. This and you guys should look into it if if you have the option to to do these online auctions and just crank them out a lot faster than waiting for a gallery show. You know. The galleries are just sort of like, I love art galleries. To, you know, they're amazing things, but it's just such a slow process. You know. Well, so how did how did you discover these online auctions and and like realize that you would get success from that? Because not a lot of people here in America and in, in, in the art market in America that's not talked about very often. It well, might it is be, now with coronavirus, but. Now mm -hmm. it is. So I, I, I'm just curious about that. Is this something that came from the pandemic or is this something that's always been done in Australia? Because of what you said about about the way the market is and the way art isn't really encouraged. Uh, yeah, that's a good point, actually. I'm not sure. Uh, my art dealer, it was just, tech, you know, I think he, I don't know if he did it because of the coronavirus stuff or what, but um, as soon as I saw him, starter i said hey i want to do that too you know he's like yep let's go for it so how well it works we're just testing it now but um i'm definitely gonna you know just keep doing it for this year and you know um i was i was technically meant to have these new paintings we were originally going to go to brazil uh, my art dealer in sao paulo uh, but that's all on hold now um so i thought i can't stop i want to put them out and um so that's what we're doing Wait, Gage. Yeah, what's up? I don't think we, I don't think we shared with with the audience that. I mean, I mean, I'm sure they picked on it by now, but these are international people we are interviewing on the Art Pros podcast. Yeah, they're they're artists, man. Artists are everywhere. Right. So, I mean, this is this is an uh, such a good glimpse into how you know. I I, I just feel like to be able to see the differences in the way that the art market works in different countries is is important for us as uh you know here in our market in America to see where you know what's selling how it's selling why it's selling and whether or not this distance is is how how this distance affects that i don't know it's 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 pretty mind blowing it's fascinating to me to hear your story benjamin Mm -hmm. thanks yeah and and it's probably i, I probably assume if it's it's similar all the all around the world but um i'm i don't know about you guys but i'm up for trying any anything you know um i'm you know uh, it's i think the internet's just killed creative business big time in a way so it's sort of like it's almost like uh 
guerrilla tactics now to try and find new ways to sell your art to get it out there you know like um it's you know it's a new challenge and uh, i'm up for anything to to combat the um you know what the internet's done you know it's just it's killed things big time you know people were entertained in their house they don't want to go out as much you know um i mean the music you know you always hear the musicians talk about how the money's gone out of the business because everyone's streaming and not buying records uh that's an you know it's it's that's the same thing with art you know people and what what got me is uh, I really, I really love the band REM. You know, one of America's finest, one of the best bands of all time, and uh, yeah. love them. And uh, I remember uh, Mike Mills said, you know, they asked him the question, uh, you know, how has the internet affected you? And he said, well, obviously, music used to be more important to us than it is to kids these days. And they said, well, yeah. what do you mean? He said, because back then we would, we had money and we'd buy music. You know, but now we're 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 competing with kids that want to buy apps for ninety nine cents. You know, like uh, silly little apps. You know, we're like basically fine art and great music is up against trash culture. You know, wow. And but I thought, you... wow, <laughs> it's true. When did you meet the dudes from REM? Oh no, I didn't meet them. That was just an interview I read, but um, oh, it just oh. it just put things into perspective that you know, um, culture, art, music, writing, everything has just been has suffered because of the internet. So we need to find new ways to um, combat that and and keep the keep the show running. You know, we can't just stop. I never have you ever considered uh, live streaming before, Benjamin? Live streaming your painting? I bet it's very active. Oh, that's a good idea. No, I haven't thought of that. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, you, you know, you're working with acrylic, so you're, you're not just, you know, moving your, your hand back and forth a little bit. It's, you know, you got some active marks in your paintings, so I bet that would mm. be pretty exciting for some people. Yeah, that's a good idea, actually. I'll, I'll auction it. into that. Yeah. Yeah, you can auction yeah, that... it right, right from your own live stream. Yeah. You ever heard of, you ever heard of Twitch? Of who? You ever heard of Twitch? Twitch uh, is it an yeah. artist? No, no. No, Twitch. Twitch is a platform to stream. Of, well, oh, basically whatever you want. Uh, it started as a video game streaming platform, but there are a lot of artists that go on there because you know video games and art have a lot in common. Yes, true. Wow, I'll look into that for sure. Yeah, what, I mean what... it's just fun. You get to interact and create an audience straight from there, and and you know sometimes people who appreciate art that also play video games will discover you, and it's a good way to build an audience. For sure, yeah. No, I'll look that up. I'll look it up right now. Yeah, excellent. I'm I'm all up. I'm up for anything. I mean, I'll, I want to really push things into. You know, I want to <laughs> really get it, get into um virtual reality art. You know, uh, it's just hard to. It's still early on in it, you know. I've done some in there, in the with the goggles on and that with the the Google tilt brush, and it looks amazing when it's in there. But you, as soon as you pull it out and you print it onto canvas, it just it's not the same. Yeah, so I, I, I want mm. it. It won't it won't look the same either. I know exactly what you're talking about. Have you done it? Have you tried it? Oh yeah, my roommate copped a. Uh, he bought like an Oculus Rift, and I I was mm -hmm. playing with it for forever. The tilt brush is <laughs> is tilt really brush. really cool. Oh totally, <laughs> man, totally, totally. I, I it looks it looks amazing. It's like a cross between a um sculpture and a painting in in a, in a three D space. It's it's awesome. Gage, I've never yeah. heard you describe something as really really cool before. Like with two yeah, wheelies. I know. <laughs> yeah, most things. I'm very desensitized to interesting things. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, overloaded with the too much. Everything's saturated now. Yeah, no, it's it's it becomes tough, you know. Like sometimes you just need to take a second and be like, "Wait, is that cool?" Because you don't even know. <laughs> There's true. too much content. It's true. Just, I, You're to right. me, sometimes it's like people are indecisive about what they think is cool. Because they want to make sure other people think it's cool too. Well, isn't that that's true? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's all different. Do you think that's? 
Uh, Benjamin, do you think that's something that that goes away with age? No, I think it gets worse with age because uh, you've you've basically. I think there's a time if I and I wow. again I read a lot. I read artists' interviews, musician interviews, and they, quite often they say the same thing. And I I feel the same. Like there's a time, you know, when you you're new to your profession and you're turned on by certain things, uh, like that William S. Paley collection I mentioned, and and it's all new and you're finding your own way. But then once you've found your way and you've you've been turned on by the masters, then it's like, well, where do we go now? You know, so it's actually um, you've got to sort of force yourself to stay sensitive and, and, and be innocent like a, like a child, you know, and, and allow yourself to be turned on over and over rather than, you know, I've seen it all before, you know. Mm. So that's, that's what I do. I'm, I'm, Again, it's you know it, the 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 initial wave of inspiration that you find doesn't go on forever. I get that, but there's still bits and pieces, and you still revisit the old things, and still. But I think what what's strange is you go from being a fan and seeing things from the outside to going on the inside of the art world, and it's it's literally a a, a job, you know, like you're on the inside in the nuts and bolts, and it's not as glamorous or as much fun as just seeing a, a finished product on a gallery wall. You know, you're in the in the thick of it, and I think allowing that process, even though it's not as glamorous, to turn you on really helps you to stay fresh and and interested, and just allow yourself to turn you know turn yourself on with your own stuff. You know, is there anything about the? Uh... The art world that you don't like? Oh, I don't like how long it takes to, to happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you know, I, but but that's just a st- stock standard thing. It's uh, you know, you, you can you can either take it personally and think, oh well, maybe my you know, I'm not doing it right, or you can just say, well, this is this is the nature of the beast, so let's just get on with it and just do it. You know. Um, and you know, if you happen to be one of those people that comes too early and it doesn't work for you in your lifetime, well, so be it. At least you had a satisfying life. You know, you can't control it, but I think it's it's just important to do exactly what you want to do, uh, rather than fit in with what's going down. Trends just are not the not the way to go. This one, this one guy I deal, I deal with, he does a, he does some he's doing some of this marketing stuff on for my art and he he said about the new painting he said oh you know i don't know if that's such a good thing to you know um, make a painting about uh you know being for create the creation theory and, and against the evolution theory you know it's not good marketing and i'm like who no good arts ever come from thinking of it from marketing point of view none you know what i mean like zero you can't think like that you got to just put out exactly what you are, because then it's going to be concentrated, and people will will take to it. If if there's if you put everything into it, they'll feel it, whether they agree with your opinion or don't. You know. Do you think Do you think Andy Warhol is the antithesis of that idea? Um, because Andy Warhol's art is like marketing, but then it's intentionally supposed to. Be, I, I mean, that, at least it's what it feels like. Yep. And I think he's a very smart businessman. Full full credit to him for what he did. Um, he he mastered it from that angle. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not a lover of his art or pop art in general, but you know, he he worked the game to his advantage. And hats off to him. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, I mean, I mean, Jeff Koons is doing it right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't yeah. I don't have time for that stuff but he you know he's oh, he's yeah. a businessman you know he's a businessman and he's worked to his advantage so i mean credit to him you know whatever you're into do it you know i have not i'm not precious about it i'm not i'm not against i'm i'm for everyone doing it their own way i don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it. that's what's up mm. Well, Jeff Koons figured out the best artist business strategy. You know, all you got to do is make a killing in the stock market and then Mm -hmm. just 
then just buy the most expensive materials you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that hair. what he did? Human hair. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, he was he he actually went to the uh, the college that Renz and I graduated from. Came a a banker on Wall Street. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't it's, know. It's that. actually kind of fascinating. <laughs> wow. Everyone's got their own path. Yeah, yeah, and I, I do. I know that he does have um, rich friends that he borrows the money off to to make the pieces, and then he, he just pays them back. You know, so how, <laughs> you know, I mean, well done for that too. I mean, how how you get inside the, that stuff? I don't know. You know, I don't. I just don't get it. But um, any way into the art world is good, and I I think, you know, I mean, it's 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 such a hard game that. You just got to do do anything to get in, you know. If you, as long as it, you know, any it, whatever you think's right is right, and any way in is a good way in. As long as you're full time artist, I, I don't really doesn't bother me how that happens. I can agree so, with that. So yeah, yeah credit 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 to Coons, you know, credit to Damien Hurst, you know. I I, think, <laughs> I, I I don't I I mean I just don't get anything from his art. But yeah, he, he, you know, <laughs> you know. I mean, well, but, I don't, I don't think we're the target audience, man. <laughs> mm. Oh, I it's mean, collectors. Yeah, and and how that happens, I don't know. I just, I mean, he did a he did a series years ago, which was very similar to Francis Bacon, and and the critics were like, "Don't paint, just don't paint, just get your student." Just get your studio guys to make it for you. Just don't do it yourself because they they're no good. Those painters, <laughs> you know, like like to, just totally shot him down in the press, and, <laughs> you know. And and he doesn't he doesn't really give a shit, you know. He just carries on and just does his thing. And well done to him, you know. Like it's such a it's such a bizarre business, you know. Like I I, have, <laughs> I mean these guys, even though they've cracked it and they sell for millions, I say well done to him, you know. Like. It doesn't matter if I like it or not, you know. It's it's the fact that they they are, it's a tough business and they've done it. So hats off to them. You know? Are you familiar with Jerry Saltz? I know him, the critic. Uh, I I know I see him on uh, Instagram, but I don't. I know that he's basically a you know an artist that gave up to become a critic, and he's done very well for himself. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? I feel exactly right? the same. Yeah. yeah. He admitted you know, to that, so yeah, that's pretty accurate. Uh, did you know he he was a truck driver before, like in between his yes. artist phase? Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. He had a lot of uh, jobs like that. I saw him post about that. He, he listed the jobs he'd done, like very, you know, just common jobs. And he seems like an interesting cat, you know. Like, um, you know, it's just. Uh... I don't know what did everyone just listens to his opinion over there and, and buys whatever he likes. Is that what happens or what? That's how, that's really how it feels like, to be honest. Yeah. 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 He's like <laughs> the most, uh, he's like the lowest common denominator in the New York art scene. Um, really? Yeah. Maybe yeah, he's, he's got a lot of sway. And I think that, I think that people who are not in the art scene are familiar with him, which makes him a pretty uh, powerful, individual yeah 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 and i mean that's i mean that's that's same dynamics been going on forever i I just i just feel what bums me going back to the art industry thing what bums me now is it seems like there's less artists and less critics you know compared to 100 years ago when paris was booming with you know artists in germany i love the germans from the time that the italians you know uh it was just happening 19 around between 1900 and 1930 to me like amazing time in art history and and it seemed like there's a lot of artists and a lot of critics and it was like a really healthy and more money you know more artists were, were making money off it you know like it seemed like a healthier scene back then now it's all narrow and you've got like what two big artists in the world and one critic you know, like, it's just, I mean, it's just the way the business has gone, I guess. You know? Well, like, art's been, uh, like, I, I, you know, I feel kind of the opposite. I feel like we have so many 
artists these days but mm. but their mode of making doesn't really reflect uh like that older format of art making like a lot mm. of people you know with the instagram thing and social media like their identity becomes the sculpture that they're chiseling at and then all of their art like pieces are really just mm -hmm. the chisel with with which they build themselves yeah um yeah and then everybody's a fucking critic now you know yeah. you, you can hit a like button you can hit a share and then you know that is a form of criticism that is going to dictate the value of your work mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's but, true you know I, I love that work from the 20s and 30s, but it's like the, the. I think the reason why there was so much money in art back then is because you know artists had money too. I, I mm -hmm. don't think it's the same because it's more accessible mm -hmm. now. It's yeah, hard for true, me to, true. It's hard for me to determine how many um, artists there actually are because I'm surrounded by them. So yeah, and you know everybody I know is an artist, so it makes me feel like. There are a lot, and you know, I I just can't be sure. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm coming from this perspective from the outside looking in mm -hmm. as an artist. Mm -hmm. And I've been, you know, I I committed to making art since I I think it was two years into community college. Yep. So I was fairly young. Mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. since then, I built my life around doing what you're doing, Benjamin, like yeah. trying to build a career out of anything art related, whatever yeah. it, would, it, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good on you. And this, this is a great thing that you're doing, you know, and it's, it's appreciated too, but it's not, you know, you're not just using it for yourself, but, um, you know, it's a community thing, you know, it's, it's good. So you, you're doing trying everything and that's the way to go you know and ultimately art is supposed to be shared mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep yeah for sure and and i love i love going to you know i love making them but i also love going to shows too and seeing them you know yeah it's just a little that, that that's what that's what confuses me about the artists that i've met in my time and the animosity towards just marketing themselves marketing their art you're supposed to share it but there is that that feeling of is this good enough is is anybody going to care mm -hmm. um and yeah as gage mentioned it it could just be about growing into yourself yeah 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 and um and there's a lot to be said for just don't worry about it. Just do it. You know. Don't don't yeah. think don't think about it too much. And you know where it, where it ends up, it ends up. Whether it's small or big, doesn't matter. You know, like uh, just do yeah, it. just 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 be true to yourself, and you can't lose. You know. Where do you want to end up, Benjamin? Uh, I just I wanted I I like doing different things. Now I must admit I do. I just sort of, in between art shows, that's why I do the books, and then now the new thing is the clothes and home decor and that. But I actually love seeing, putting, creating in different formats too. You know, so I, I would ideally, I'd, I'd love to be able to do a bit of all of them rather than just painting because I really enjoy, you know, um, these the like the clothes and stuff, the products that their their uh, paintings I do on the iPad, like digital art. And then just stick them onto the clothes, and uh, I reckon they look cool, you know. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I wear them. I, I wear so them too. Man. <laughs> I yeah. think so too. Yeah. There you if, go. If they sucked, I wouldn't be wearing it, you know. So, um, <laughs> I'd be embarrassed, you know. I'd wear someone else's, but uh, I, I wear them. I, I actually like. I I didn't even think of that at the start. To, to um, I just thought I was try it because you know I, I like to. Is you know I've got plenty of time between paintings and art shows because they take so bloody long. So I thought I've got to keep doing stuff, you know, and uh, just put it out, see what happens. And now I'm like I'm addicted to it. I can't wait to come up to with a new collection. So yeah, the answer is I'd like to you know be uh, you know do everything: clothes, paintings, books, 
Um, I'd really like to do music. It's, you know, um, I'd like to do just a bit of everything. That's my dream. I love that. I love that you're not invested. You know, some people, you might ask them that, they'd be like, oh, I want to have a solo retrospective at the MoMA. But you were like, I want to be able to make everything I want to make. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm assuming that you want it to be sustainable. Like You want to be able to generate yeah. some sort of income off of it. Yes. That's, yeah. that's, you know, underlying. That's awesome, yeah. man. I have, yeah. the, I have the same feeling. I'm a schmo, though. I, I work for a museum right now, and all other times I can get into the studio, that's what I'm doing. But mm-hmm. I, I love that, that oh, that's feeling. Good. That's good. Oh, there's no, nothing schmo about that. That's cool. Museums are cool, man. Like, uh, and you, you're in the in the in the scene. You know, you're in you're still amongst it. So you're still, even if you're, you're, you know, you guys are dealing with art. You might not like it all, but you're still. It's still helping your art yourself. So it's smart. You're both doing smart things. You know, to stay. You know, in that in that. You know, it's coming into you. You know, like the creative is coming into you. You know, I've always done the opposite. You know, I've sort of, I've sort of avoided. You know, when I've done um, nine to five jobs, avoided the art scene because, you know, just to keep it fresh for me when I go to it. You know, but it can work either way. Yeah, as long as you keep doing it, it doesn't really matter. I have to be honest with you with this next question, mm-hmm. because when you first reached out to us, you were talking, you know, you're, you're from Australia. I got excited, as I said earlier, like we're, we're, we're talking to people internationally now, and mm-hmm. we're, we're just getting started in our practice. We're one year into podcasting. Great. And as I was looking up information about Australia, art in Australia, I just kept finding stuff about Aboriginal stuff and it made me think Mm -hmm. about identity of australian art and Mm -hmm. i i don't know if you necessarily want to be lumped into that but i want to know your thoughts on on that like how cultural identity is applied to artists just because they live in a country oh yeah well that's interesting um well yeah i mean that's the aboriginal arts you know it's uh they are they do they're they're the real deal they they are people that do not do the things for financial gain they do it because they they just love they just do it you know what i mean they they have a totally different lifestyle to uh white australians you know and i think i really like aboriginal and i really like love them as a people especially knowing how poorly they were treated in history um but me myself i'm i'm i don't really have uh i'm not going to just do aboriginal art to, to to do quote unquote australian art because to me my my direct love my the stuff i love the most is the german expressionists the italian futurists pablo picasso that's it you know they're they're the that's the that's me that's where I'm coming from. I do, however, quite often put in dots into my painting as a way to, you know, I think it looks good for one. It does. Just as, as, because to me, I, when, I put the, with the, when I put the dots in, to me, that's the spirit of where the painting's coming from. So it's, you know, it's coming from a certain place. It's, it's, the, it's the invisible part of the painting. That's what the dots represent. But also it's a you know, homage to Aboriginal art and that I am Australian too, you know. And that's that's comes a lot from um, uh, no different from white musicians doing blues music, which is notoriously, you know, comes from black people, you know. So it's it's a way to acknowledge something else from your own culture and, you know, to put, pull it together with, a, a you know, to me, a, a European influence. So I'm in the middle there somewhere. So I don't think my stuff looks Australian because it's not all dots, but uh, I I like both things, and that's me. That's my loves. You know. That's really deep. 
Plus, you've got to remember, um, I've drawn, you know, more so, I, I draw a lot of uh, uh, inspiration from the musicians, you know, and, and seeing their struggle too, you know, Australian musicians. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds are really important to me because uh, they've come from Australia and they've, they've mastered the world stage. It's taken them quite a while. But um, they're, they're a powerhouse um, and, you know, they were doing the same thing. You know, they, they did punk rock with the birthday party, which is, to me, amazing. You know, to me, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're my sex pistols of my time, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're my punk band, you know, and it's, it makes you proud that something so killer comes from your own country, knowing that not much comes from here, right? And then you shift out of the birthday party into the early bad seeds and they were basically white guys doing blues music, you know, their, <laughs> their version, you know, you know, and, and so to, to me, it's the same thing with art, you know, it's on you taking things that you love, whether it's your culture overseas or whatever, but you're making it your own. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's it's pretty. Uh, I I like, I like the way that you look at that. Um, a lot of people will will have criticism and want to limit what someone makes, but I I like your your point of view on that. It, it's a it's a shared culture and it's it's worth referencing. Mm. Um, oh yeah. How do you can can I ask you like a a little more abstract of a question? Mm-hmm. Yep. What. How do you, how do you determine truth? Uh, in art or just generally? In general, how do you determine that something's true? Um, mm. Mm, good good one. Uh, I don't know. I think a lot of it's felt and not not so much seen, or you you just feel it. You know, um, just just sort of pure. I mean, if we're just talking about you know art and that you can you can sort of tell what's what's true if someone's coming at it you know full hardcore is if they're they're not they're not trying to make it perfect you know they're trying to get to you know the heart they're not dealing with the mind um you know or they're not dealing with popular things you know or they're not they're not trying to fit in with trends i mean to me the the um and I've said this in interviews before when they say, oh, who's, who do you think the great artist, living artist? Joel Peter Whitkin. You know, he's, he's fucking brilliant. He's the photographer. He comes, rolls out of New Mexico, does these really dark photos, like hardcore, like <laughs> full-on stuff. He's been gone, I don't know, since the 80s. But like, this guy is like not playing the game. He is not... He is definitely not trying to fit in with anything. He is, it's almost like uh, not, you know, like it's almost bad business sense to come up with such dark stuff, but it works. <laughs> and, and to me, that's, that's truth. You know, he, he is saying, this is what I'm about. Bang, there you go. You know, he's not worried about fitting in, you know. And I think, yeah. you know, compared to, uh, I don't know, just... Sometimes you just you just think, well, it's just you see stuff and think, well, it's just run of the mill, and 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 I again, every, I think everything's right. Even people that try and fit in and think that's the way to go, they're right. Everyone's following their own truth. Whereas I like the the, the renegades that are sort of off the mark, off the track. They're off. They're not. They're they're a bit uh, almost a bit wrong. I mean, someone asked me, you know, what 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 do you, what like this new painting, this is, you know, the, the angels and monkeys one. This is rough. I'm looking at the painting right now. It's rough, rougher than anything. And someone said, well, why, why would you do it like that? It looks like a mess. <laughs> you know, like, and I said, <laughs> I said because, because you, you know, I, to me, the best stuff is you almost, it almost looks like you don't know what you're doing. It almost looks like you're just, you, you know, you're just trying to get there, but you're not quite there. I think that's where it's the best stuff, where it's art, music, writing. When it's they, you leave it a bit rough, you leave you leave room for, you know, um, the spirit to come in. You don't pulverize it. You don't polish it too much. 
you know. That's where it's true. If you just leave it, you know, expose yourself. You know, don't worry about tech, technique. Don't worry about making it perfect. Just let it rip, you know, let it give it 100% however it comes out, you know. I think that that's like a really um, profound thought in terms of like why you would leave a work feeling fresh, uh, feeling a little rough, like that thought of uh, the space for the soul to enter into. Because I, I identify with your frame of thought in that mm -hmm. that's really important to me to see in an artwork is, is the mistakes, you know, measure the work for me. Yeah. And uh, that's yeah. a great way to put it, a place for the soul to enter. It's probably yeah. why people don't think a granite tabletop is art, even though the level of skill is, you know, just yeah. as high. True. It's true. That's true. And what, what got, got me too about, um, you know, leaving things a bit underdone was, um, again, I, I can't say enough for seeing art in the flesh. And I did not like Picasso stuff. You know, like it just it didn't grab me until I saw it live. And I was like, holy shit, that is one billion times better than I thought. And he, he would, and then they, again, it was another, it was an exhibition of the stuff he did in the last 20 years of his life when he basically, you know, he got praised for his whole career, but in the last 20 years, the critics turned on him and, and said he's lost it, blah, blah, blah. They're very, you know, a lot of, most, basically he did a painting, a painting a day for the last 20 years of his life. So they're very rough. They're very basic. But what I got from that, seeing them in this uh, art gallery in Sydney was, uh, he left the mistakes in, like he would, uh, he would do the outline and then he'd miss where he was going and then he'd sort of wipe over it a bit, but you could still see the original line underneath. So he left the mistakes in. I'm like, wow, he just does not care what anyone thinks. You know, he just does not care what, what you know, what is a normal painting where you technically should cover up that stuff. You know, he just left it raw and exposed. And, and so I went from being not liking his stuff to, wow, he is, you know, incredible. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't, my stuff, I don't, I don't take the influence of looking like his stuff, but the way he does it, I take that as an influence, you know. There's a, yeah, I, I feel really similarly about Manet too in that same yeah. sense i don't know if you've seen any of his work live but it's like also got that feeling of leaving in mistakes and proportional issues uh that really makes it work makes it feel a little uh like it hits you in your heart we're talking about manet or monet manet manet no i've never seen his stuff live only in books yeah it's it's got the same feeling you can kind of see you can see layers and see um painting wet into wet stuff like that Oh, good. I'll, I'll have to check that out. I've, again, I, his stuff in books has never grabbed me, but I'm I'm up for checking that out. That stuff out, big time. Nah, real life, this stuff is awesome. Mm. It's really great. Mm. <laughs> I will look that up for sure. I'm I'm still amazed at um, how paintings look in in the flesh. You know, and it, I mean, even again, this one, this new one of mine. I'm I'm used to putting it, you know, seeing it online all the time as the photo, but just looking at it I'm it's just it amazes me you know it, I don't know if you guys are the same with your stuff but I look at my stuff and go I love that you know I love how I did that you know I can't believe I did that you know I love I, it's just such a turn on to turn yourself on I think it's crucial to do that and I don't understand how people look artists they'll say oh I don't I don't look at my stuff I don't like my stuff I just do it and then carry on. Wow. That's on the I, opposite. I can, I think I would also encourage people to feel good about what they make. And I also agree with you and what you say about how things look differently when you see them in person. It's, it's, you know, you alluded earlier to music and mm -hmm. to me, it's like listening to music live versus listening to it in headphones. You know, you can see a picture mm -hmm of a piece of art and that is not going to be how how you experience it when you see it live yeah um to me my favorite example is mark rothko's art because mm -hmm. 
when you see it in a book, it is, you know, a few blobs of color. At the mm -hmm. most, maybe three recognizable colors, yellow, uh, red, and orange, for mm -hmm. example. But when you go to a museum, maybe you are fortunate enough to visit Rothko's Chapel in Texas, I believe. Uh, you know, you, I've seen Rothko's in person, and they're huge. And the scale yeah. of the work represents it so differently than a tiny thumbnail image basically yeah. that you would experience in a book so you know I, as much as i would encourage anybody else to listen to music live i feel the same way about seeing art live and it, i i feel like it's just fair to do that yep totally i'd love to see rothko's um paintings i've never seen them live i highly recommend it <clears throat> yeah yeah very i, I... I came around to him after a while, and I was like, "Shit, that's that's different," you know. And you it's know like, what? <clears throat> yeah, go. It's like the predecessor to the experiential art that we see these days, uh, with you know, art that works with LED lights and space, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. gigantic art that uh, uses reflection to convey a sense of phenomenon. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and I definitely think he's, he was, uh, you know, from what I've read about him, he, he's, he's basically going, getting at, you know, you, I'm giving you a space to look at and you'll, you'll basically see yourself. You know, you, you won't just see my painting, you'll see yourself within that space, you know. Um, and I, I really think, to me, a lot of the best artists, again, even if I don't like aesthetically how they look, I think some of the best, the best ones to me, they're, they're channeling a spirit, whether it's good or bad. You know, like I said about um, Joel Peter Wick, and to me that's like dark and evil shit, you know what I mean? But I love it, you know. It's like, uh, you know, he's, he's getting this hardcore darkness out, which is, to, to me, I'm about light. He's about darkness. I can, but I appreciate the fact that he's tapping into that hardcore thing. You know, I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to live like that. You know, um, I want to do the same with, with light and good things. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I, 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 I can see that in um, certain artists. They, they're really, they're, they're dealing with um, the spirits. You know, they're not dealing with the world as we know it. They're not dealing with, you know, surface stuff. They're going deep, dark, deep, hardcore into it. Like Francis Bacon, you know, that's, that's hardcore stuff, man. You know, like he's, <laughs> he's really, he's, he's dealing with dark spirits down there, you know. I love it. I like that. Yeah, Joel yeah. Peter Witkin's work, I, I've never heard of him before, but I suggest everyone who's listening to check him out, mm. uh, as well as Benjamin L.M. Yeah. Uh, Joel Peter Witkin is really great. The, this stuff is dope. It, it kind of reminds me of like, there is a series of photos that came out about like the Illuminati in in the eighties. You know their right. costume parties, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it, it it has a similar feeling, like a predecessor uh, to that. For sure, so, for I mean, sure. If, if you're familiar with what I'm talking about, it's really great. His work is <laughs> super dope. Um, yeah, I, that's so we're that's we're reaching point. we're reaching the the end of our hour here. Cool. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, do you want to, you know, plug yourself one more time and maybe leave us with? I'm I'm 25, right? So yeah. leave me with some some good youthful advice, you know, or anything you want to say. Pass it on. Um. Yeah. Just do it. Do what you do your thing, and it's right. Everyone's right. You're right. Just do it. The world needs art, and you know, go with your heart, not your mind. Don't stop. Don't quit. You want to plug some of your stuff? Uh, just Yeah, just the, the painting options on artmarketspace.com and my clothes and home decor on redbubble.com. Just look up Benjamin LM and there you go. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Great to talk to you. All right. Well, um, can you repeat your 
uh, Instagram account for us again, just so we can make sure that people remember oh, yeah. to check your art out and follow you or whatever they need to do. Yeah, Instagram is Benjamin LM number seven. That's Benjamin LM seven. Uh, you got it. All right. It. So, All right. Cool. I hope that I hope that everyone enjoyed this podcast. I hope that people really, you know, had had some insight on how people addressed the art market from from countries other than America. I know that our listeners right now are probably from America or have influence in it. And it's just, it's just a fun time. It's, it's nice to, to hear from you, Benjamin. And, um, yep. Yeah. That's it. That's, ha- that's what it's great. like to be on our podcast. Awesome. Yeah, that was great. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. All righty. We love you guys. Thanks for listening, interns. Peace. See you Have later. a good evening. All right. Thank you.